0: to No, yeah, 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 Instagram. Instagram? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. No one does
2: Oh my RFL TV MTK Global in the Liverpool uh for the MTK show on by Terry Franigan. just gone eight rounds with your man. Uh, looked really sharp early on.
0: Yeah, I felt I felt well, I felt big strong in there, I felt uh I'm at my best early on in the fight. I mean, he never offered much, he we went behind tight hands, so I think towards the, the end of the rounds, the last few rounds, I tried to go with him a bit, tried to get him out a bit, come out of the shell a bit and try and catch him as he was going but Finn's probably should have just stuck to what he was doing, but he's a very tough kid. Mm. I mean I caught him some big shots early on and stood up to them. He went down once or twice. But yeah he's a tough kid then. Yeah I thought I'd done like comfortable routine performance really. I mean you see a better me when I step up level of opponents when I can get my own work off and work with someone, getting a bit of a rhythm, box off their rhythm and Yeah, it's all it's all good, it's all experience. It's what I wanted three wins before Christmas is what I've got and a big fight now next year.
2: Yeah, hopefully. Did you think the stoppage was gonna come, Terry?
0: Yeah, I thought I could have got him out there early on and then after that I just uh I probably didn't go for it as much as Steve wanted me to, he was saying go and go again, but zetting a lot of gloves just trying to like bring him out while he's on that perfect shot but Probably should have just kept filling him in because I think the referee was having a look early on.
2: See on your forehead uh, there was a head clash, you took me through that?
0: Yeah, it's just a little, little neck, it's, it's what happens in it, it's mm. part, part of the game. I think against he stuck, they had fucking 33 stitches, so <laughs> that little neck's nothing.
2: <laughs> he didn't really provide much in there tonight, so you couldn't really get your work off there. And you like to I survive.
0: say, he didn't offer me much, he didn't, he didn't jab, he, didn't, uh, he just walked into the range and tried winging away. It's a bit, uh, and obviously how do you block and come back and where can you you can only step back and go and his head was all over as you can see and yeah, just try to keep it clean and get my own work off, yeah.
2: Have you had your kind of comeback fight since your losses now? Are you looking for a a big fight? Yeah,
0: of course, I mean straight away I'm always looking to go into big fights. I mean, I lost a split decision to Walker, one of the biggest guys in, in the division. And that was your first fight at yeah, 40, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, after 40 months out of the ring, and I went straight into fight Regis Pogre. He was one of the best in the world, best fighters in the world. At, at 10 stone, I'm really a lightweight fighter. Mm-hmm. You see the the size difference tonight. Me at lightweight, I'm a, I'm a big guy. And uh, I think you see, I was world champion at lightweight, five defensive a world title, and I tested myself against one of the dangerous, dangerous fighters in... In Ocarina, no one wants to rangey, awkward. And, yeah, it wasn't meant to be, but like I can say I like to test myself. I test myself against the best and I'll do it again. But I'll come back to lightweight now and win another world title. I, just, I dare to become a two-weight world champion, it wasn't meant to be, and now like, it's time to go and get another world title at lightweight, I think.
2: It's a fierce division, probably the best in world boxing at the moment. I was, was going to d- say Luke Campbell.
0: Yeah, Luke is a, a big name. All, all fighters, British fighters are good fighters. Uh, but anyone, Rumichenko or anyone like that, all, all the big names, still what I want. Mm. I want to test myself now. I'm 30 years old. I've got three, maybe four years left at the max. I want to test myself against the best in all these fights I've ever been. Now I've got that ring rushed off. And yeah, I think you'll see the best of me next year.
2: All right, Teddy. Uh, well done tonight. And hopefully, you get that uh, big fight next year. Cheers, mate. Thank Good man. You. Thank you. Nice, Cheers, mate.
3: BehindTheGloves.com here with Jamel Charlo. Jamel, you and Tony Harrison just do not get along. Why is that?
4: Man, you know, he just a very big talker. I mean, big, big talker. But you know, he didn't. He, he, he can't explain why he faked the injury. He can't explain none of the reasons why he didn't fight me in June. He really can't even explain why he won the first fight. I just got to do what I got to do to win this fight,
3: and um, y'all, let see. Even throughout the emotion, the anger, you guys going back and forth with one another, you actually had time to actually laugh at some of the things that he was saying to you. What did you find so funny at some of the things that he was saying?
4: And the dooper entertainment, man. He just talked crazy, get loud. He just, I don't know. He talked like he really about it, really not about it. I'm about everything I say I'm about and some. And I just want, I, I want, I'm going to get my respect when it's time. You know, December 21st is when they need to come check us out live on Fox, PBC, Lions Only promotion. And I'm excited to, 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 to be the one to do this again and, 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 and be frontline—it's my opportunities, you know. God blessing me with, and I'm, and I'm proud to be on this stage and in this level.
3: Now, you obviously were sending him a message when you knocked out Jorge Cota in the third round. What message were you sending him exactly?
4: That uh, they woke up a uh, uh, giant, sleeping giant. I'm hungry and I'm walking around stomping. I want it to be known, 154 is mine. It's a lot of other fighters in the division that we got to take care of. Um, and that's it. I mean, it's plain and simple. I'm the 154. I'm the one, the light, the the super welterweight, light middleweight, Charlo. Yeah.
5: Not, not the, the one that needs
4: to be worried about everybody else. You know, I'm going focus wrong on mine. Yes. yes.
3: Now, one other thing. Before this fight, the first fight, you were undefeated. Hmm? You and he wasn't it. talking that much. You, you carried that O. You carried that O as a, as a shield. You carried it. Now you got that one defeat. You said they awoke a giant when you heard that you lost that fight in the cards were red what rose up from you what gave you this? because you always had it i just, never, it just, it just wasn't it, like this. i
4: just lost a lot of trust in a lot of people you know, i just didn't know what to believe and nothing with the trust um it, it's oh, just okay. been hard for me you know now i'm here i'm on my stage again and they're giving me my trust and it, it is what it is I'm by, my, I'm by my life
3: now ultimately what should the fans expect saturday december 21st in ontario
4: california they should see the side switch and me be on the top that's it thank
3: you for your time Jamel.
6: Hey, fight fans, it's Michelle Joy Phelps. If you haven't already subscribed to our YouTube channel, make sure you go ahead and do so by clicking this icon right here
1: or else.
7: It's a great fight. You know, I think it's one, I am not say it's gone under the radar because I think people are excited about it, but in terms of the quality of the fight, in terms of the actual fight itself, the closeness of this fight, you know, you've got a guy who is coming off a wonderful spell of activity in John Ryder four stop out, stop, uh, knockout victories, and some really good ones in there as well. He couldn't be in a better place, physically, mentally, he's got the momentum, he's got nothing to lose, and then you've got the number one super middleweight in the world right now, which is Callum Smith, who has looked flawless, you know, against George Groves, against Hassan and Dam, probably hasn't had the activity that he would've wanted, and hasn't had the activity of John Ryder, but he's at home, is six foot five, is, just a brilliant fighter. But I tell you, this is a really fascinating fight. And don't forget, this is for the world title. This is for the WBA world title, ring magazine belt. It's not for a British title or a WBA intercontinental. This is for everything. So for John Ryder right now, he is thinking to himself, my God, I beat him, I beat Callum Smith, I've absolutely cracked it. He's a mandatory challenger, he's earned his shot, and he goes to Liverpool really believing he can win. Do not miss that fight, it's gonna be a great fight. but something you should thrive on. I mean, you should love to fight at home. And, you know, be a big crowd in Liverpool at the M&S Bank Arena. Um, and he should be enjoying that moment. You know, it's the first time he'll box in Liverpool as a world champion. It don't happen very often. I mean, we took Tony Bellew there to fight BJ Flores and before that, I can't remember the last time a scouser boxed in the arena You know, with a world title. So um, it's a big moment for him and the lure of Anfield. You know, we, we've made it very clear that is the aim. You know, I feel feel bad saying that when we've got Johnny Ryder trying to trying to beat Callum Smith. But for Callum Smith's career, that is the aim. Beat John Ryder on November 23rd and then move on to Anfield in May or June 2020. Brilliant fight. Yeah, you know, I love this fight so much because you've got two right-game young kids who really, you know, this fight will open so many doors for them. You know, Craig Glover can really punch, was... You know, after an early loss in his career, obviously managed by Tony Bellew, going on the right path, got beat in an unexpected loss at the same arena before. This time around, Chris billam smith coming off a really good fight to React Paul. Really close fight. Shane McGuigan's on a good roll. billam smith is a very good technical boxer. He punches hard as well. Always in explosive fights. This time around, it's for the Commonwealth Cruiserweight title. Massive opportunity for both. Do not blink in this fight. I think it's gonna be such an entertaining fight. Both guys can punch. Both guys slightly vulnerable at times and both guys must win. Yeah, again, that's another fight that's probably gone under the radar. You know, people sometimes look at these records and think, oh, Harry Scarfe, who's he? Well, he's the English champion coming off a big win from Derby, bringing up a lot of fans. And again, for him, this is a massive opportunity. That will be a brilliant fight, Fowler against Scarfe. And for Fowler, the pressures of a potential rematch with Scott Fitzgerald at Preston. You know, that's a, a real likelihood for 2020 if he can win. And you know, he'll be expected to win, because not a lot of people know about Harry Scarf, but Clifton Mitchell and the team behind him, they really fancy this fight, and they're coming up to win. Another one that's gone under, like this card, although there are no standout superstars on the undercard, the undercard is really evenly matched. You know, you've said two fights there, then you've got also uh, Masher Dodd against Tom Farrell, another brilliant fight, another 50-50 fight. And you've got Craig Evans against James Tennyson. James Tennyson might be the standout dark horse of the lightweight division. Joe Caldina fighting at super featherweight in Monaco. If he wins there, if he's comfortable there, he'll vacate the title. Tennyson could go on a real run at lightweight now. He punches really hard. And I think the, a lot of the frailties that he had at 130 pounds might have gone there. You know, Craig Evans, we've seen in some good wins, good fighter, good amateur as well. You've got a fancy tennis in this fight, but Evans has got the boxing ability to make it really difficult. Gavin Reese, the trainer for Craig Evans, top, top guy, really underrated trainer as well. I think it's a brilliant fight.
2: Oh um, Mohammed, IFL TV, MTK Global, Nigel. I've got my belt on, secure, so I'm safe tonight. All right. Uh,
6: I don't know. No, I haven't noticed that G's down as well.
2: Nah, all good. <laughs> right, let's start with Rocky. A uh, big knockout win for him tonight.
6: Yeah, fantastic finish. Fantastic finish. Uh, we knew how tough he was, and you could see how wide he was very early on. Uh, and it would, he needed something devastating like that to uh, to make a statement, and, and he definitely did that. So very, very happy.
2: To be fair, that, that guy was game.
6: You I doubt. You know, I understand people look at records and go, ah, you know, he's going to come over. But you can see that, you know, this promotional company seems to be doing massive things and they're really making 50 50 bouts and ball bouts to, you know, the, where it's not, you know, the left hand side of the, 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 the bill always wins or the home fires always win. Obviously, they have Chair Carroll who got to beat tonight off, uh, off an away fire and that's, that's the way it is. And really, it's changing the game and really freshening it up and that's a good thing.
2: Thoughts on Martin Murray?
6: Yeah, listen, mine. Mine wants big fights, and let's have it right, he can perform at big fights. Um, he, he'll, he's his own worst critic, critic and he'll say it he wasn't good enough, but it, listen, he won, he's never in danger, uh, it was straightforward, he just seemed to be... So we're getting him out of there all the time, and then many kids just manage to, to hold on and, and, and get out of the trouble. But uh, you know, mine will only perform when he needs to. Sounds that sounds like I'm not a lazy because because he's, he's a constant professional. He really is the daddy of the Jimmy. You know, he does exactly you know what he needs to do, um, and uh, and that's what he did tonight. But it's um, we've got a couple of hopefully a couple of big fights coming coming soon. Um, there's, a, there's an in Kazakh who's knocking everybody out, who's calling his name so...
2: He's mandatory so, for that European as well, the Italian... Managing for right. the
6: European, so, and, it, and for, for years Martin's wanted to be a man, that, you know, wanted to box for the European, and they have never wanted it, so... And he's sort of gone, I shoved his shoulder and said I forget about it, and now he's mandatory, so it's weird, it really is. So he's mandatory for that, um, and and it's something he's always wanted to do, so so why not? And and he knows he's in the last stages of his career, but he's still got a lot to give, a hell of a lot to give, and, and, and he's a... He's an example to all the kids who are in the gym uh, and, and other kids, you know, just starting out on, on the game. Look at how he works hard and how he, how he can ch- change his life over irreversibly. You know, met, you know, he's met a beautiful missus, got kids, you know, and, and, and that's that's made the in person is today. So, uh, he's not just a boxer, he's a good man, but we believe he's got more to give in the game.
2: Well, just before I forget, a uh, great tribute with the t-shirt as well. Uh, God yeah, rest all of us well, off
6: yeah, he, he, he was a big part. Uh, Hours, but especially because of minds and knockers of their lives, and really, all uh, would be proud. All would have been. Would be a happy night for all of them, and it is a happy night for, for us. Uh, and we carry his name, you know, proudly. And um, yeah, uh, so uh, a man that's slowly missed the daily. Alright,
2: Nigel Travis, thank you very much for your time. I'll see you out in Vegas next week. Are you Are going to be there? For uh, God, yeah, God really. Training in the UFC thing, aren't you? Or?
6: Yeah, we've just done that. We've just, just had a week out there now. Um, Jamie goes there tomorrow, first thing. I go to Dubai with Jack Cassel. Of course, yeah. yeah. From uh, from the, from Dubai with Jack Cassel. What are you on, come, uh, <laughs> <laughs> You can't understand what I'm saying. Really, they're, all, they're all impressed, that I can right. actually speak without swearing. Uh, yeah, so we've, uh, we've got... Uh, yeah, I've got have got a busy couple of weeks. I'm going to Dubai in the morning. No, Monday morning. Jamie goes to Vegas and then I go to Vegas next week. So all systems go. block That's
3: a good thing.
2: So just before I forget, Nigel, um, you were highly critical of the last week's event beforehand uh, with that YouTube fight. Yeah. What you make? Have you seen much of it? Did you make nah. anything of it? No. No. Nah.
6: I'd like to flower it up, but you know. Apparently, it did massive numbers it on the, the zone, did massive numbers on, on viewing figures. Listen, good luck to them. I've got no problem with them. It's just bullshit. That's absolutely it right. It's just absolute bullshit. And, and and I'm okay with them calling it what it is when they say, you know, it, they're just two lads having a go. The fact that they're making big money, big viewings, big figures. So they were correct. saying they would beat professional fighters? No.
2: No. That's what they were saying.
6: Fucking no. He said, joke. So the Cruiserweights. I was a middle way, I was a line way in a middle I'd bash them up. Not me, I'm an old man, but.
2: You probably wouldn't, Nigel.
6: Nah, mate, but it's just, it, listen, they're not professional boxers. They have a license and they do professional belt. And and they try and, it's, a, it's an act. You know, it's done a bit of Max in Simon, it's just an act. It's just an act, it's just a, you know, it's just them. You know, living as a facade, but listen, it is what it is, and, and good luck to them. I, I've got, I will not, I've got no problems on, on them, but it's a bullshit event. So
2: you acted, here? Yeah? Were you in Peaky Blinders?
6: <laughs> He's now <an> <laughs> good
2: man, Nigel. Thank you very much. Umar Ahmed, IFL TV MTK Global, by Martin Murray, just firstly got say a uh, great tribute there on the t-shirt. Oh yeah, always met. Always.
5: Well, always representing Oliver for yeah, uh, the rest of my life. god his anyway,
2: soul. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh uh, yeah, just talk me through your performance tonight, Mark.
5: Yeah, just obviously we knew he was a couple of weights late like, coming up, we knew he was carrying a bit. Um, he'd knocked a few out at his, um, well he'd knocked a lot out at the, oh, cheers mate, at his, uh, at lighter weights, but we knew obviously he was coming up a few weights. We knew he could uh, punch a little bit, but it wasn't really going to gonna affect someone, you know, uh, my size, so... I mean, having said that, we knew we couldn't go out there uh, taking chances. Um, but he came out, had a go, and then started going into his shell surviving. And Jay said it round three, looks like he's going here, but he might be one of them who were who were saying this in round six, seven and eight. And, and he did, he, he hung in there. Um, and yeah, had a go, so... I said then when I was getting interviewed, got to thank him for taking the fight. I, I saw getting fights. We, the fight before, you know, I think we went through about 10, 15, 20 opponents. It was, it was ridiculous. And he's had good notice for this fight and took it so, it's so all fair play
2: to him. Mm, really hurt him to the body at one stage.
5: Yeah. Yeah, yeah it did. Uh, but that was kind of, he just started covering up too much then to it. Um, and we tried going up the middle with it and we sunk a few in there, but we didn't obviously catch him clean enough, but, like I said, he had a go, um, and it was, a, it was an easy win, wasn't it? You know what I mean? That's mm. two easy wins for me now. I need, I need a step up, I need um, I need that big fight now next year.
2: Mm. I spoke to Jamie yesterday and he said that you're really enjoying it because it was always with you about getting that World title shot, winning yeah. that World title, chasing that dream, but yeah. now it doesn't seem like that now.
5: No, it's not. Uh, the obsession's gone. Um, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm coming to the latter stage in my career, everybody knows it, um, guys like that, no disrespect to him, a couple of years ago they will not go in the full distance with me, mm. um, but I was on a mission then, I'm, I'm about enjoying it now when I am, do you know what I mean, it was, I look back like, started this year when I didn't know what I was doing and then I decided to come back, I thought, If I come back, I'm gonna come back and enjoy it. And you know what? I am. I'm enjoying training. I'm enjoying fighting. And yeah, I'm just gonna see what's there. I'm gonna see what's there for me uh, next year, you know, mate. And and i it from there. But the plan is for me. There is no plan. I've said it in many interviews. That's the plan for me. Just um,
2: go out there, enjoy enjoy it, and see. Yeah, will act. What did you think of your dad tonight? Good. Good.
6: Yeah.
2: (laughs) What would you say out of ten? Oh
5: I, yeah, he's, yeah, he's
2: bouncing. <laughs> is he your biggest fan?
5: Yeah, yeah, he is. He loves it. He's been coming for God years. Actually, I think he was four when he first come so mm. he's eleven now. And uh, it's about making memories for him. Mm.
2: So do you want him to step up next? So uh, what, what are you looking at realistically? So you need
5: them step up fights. The bigger the fights, the better you rise to the occasion. You know, I've, I've been in this game thirteen years now. I know, I know what the score is. Uh, I know me, I know my own body, I know I rise to them big occasion fights. Um, and that's that's what I need. I know there's some big fights out there for me now. Um so yeah, like I said, we'll see what's there next year. But I'm not you know what if they come up great, if they don't great, it's not one of them where like I've been for years, chasing this big opponent, chasing that, right, go down this route, we are aim for him, we want this. So none of that now I've, I've I've seriously not got a plan. So anything for me now is a bonus.
2: Just let nature take its course. That's
5: it, yeah. Just see, just see what the crack is. And you know what? It's, for years I've been saying, I need to get in some manager position. I need to get in some manager position. I've never once in the career been in a manager position. And then I've dropped my expectations this year. Then out the blue, I've just been made manager for the European at the middle. So mm. anything now is just a bonus for me. So we'll see. I can enjoy Christmas now with family. And then. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, enjoy. Christmas now with family and then uh, mm. yeah, see what's there next year.
2: Well, listen, that interview you did after the Endam fight with us yeah. compared to your your emotion and your feeling now it's two completely different people. Yeah, of course so. it is.
5: Yeah, that's it. You finished the yeah in in a completely different way. And go on, He's been here. <laughs> He's um. If you noticed, past couple of times. When I've been press conferences or whatever, like the past couple of times you've been after after interview, mm. man, and a have backed yeah, And the, the reason I've done that is that in damn fight, yeah. I was used to fights before that. You usually get followed into changing rooms by every different reporter, though. And that was the, and usually, I, think, I can't, but it was some years starting out with career work. When I started getting tired of being in big fights, Loads of interviews will come in, interviewing you after that fight, chasing into the changing rooms, yeah. Get them all in doing interviews. The end damn fight was the only one where Coogan, where I never got chased into the changing rooms, and Coogan was the only one who did it. Mm. So I want to apologise to you for backdooring it, but the reason I backdoor it now is not because I don't want to talk to you. IFL because they followed me throughout my career. Mm. And you know, big big thanks to to you for doing it, but it's because there's too many people out there now who, who just, they're just hanging on you, and as soon as you've lost, they, they're not asked about you. No, and I, I learned that after the damn of so that's why I don't even know I've just said this on camera. No, that's understandable,
2: that's yeah, fine. Yeah. So, that, so that explains the last couple of days? That explains yeah, the last yeah. couple of days, yeah, yeah. No, no, that's I don't that's even know why I got onto that
5: then, sorry bro.
2: No, no, that's yeah, fine, yeah, that's yeah. understandable, Mark. Alright, listen, well done tonight, uh, yeah. and uh, as you said, let's just, let's uh, see what
0: happens. See let's take let, let mate, yeah, head to Alright, top man. Nice one mate,
5: cheers pal.
2: Omar um, Ahmed, IFL TV MTK Global, just seeing Antti Fowler get uh, rushed as he was getting to the, going to the J- toilet. Can't even lads, have a slashing piece. Josh,
8: pissed like that, lad. <laughs> You're
2: right, bro? All good, yeah, of course we're uh, in uh, Olympia, Liverpool, your hometown. Yeah. You're a regular at these MTK Liverpool shows, are you? Yeah, you know, why? I always
8: come down to support the lads, I've always got mates on, searching. Yeah, I always come down when I can, I'm not doing fucking nothing else in camp, so... come down, get my doubts, socialise, see you. I'm happy.
2: Oh, you've come to see me, have you? Oh,
8: cool for you, lad.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, what do you make of these MTK shows? Yeah,
8: it's fine, lad. gives um, saw the lads a chance to box. Um, busy that as well, so obviously they're all doing well. Tickets. Um, I, just, I just love Cheers. boxing though. I mean, it's nice and proud I just love boxing. It's
0: something
2: to do for so me and um, I enjoy it. Mm. OK, Anthony. Um, after Fitzgerald and Ted, yeah. uh, I think there was a lot of people saying you and Ted should get it on, and yeah. then the the winner of that gets a rematch with yeah. Do you agree yeah. with that? or?
8: I don't know, it depends. I obviously I want Scott next but I don't think he wants to fight me. He's talking about Brian Rose, um, so obviously I'm happy to fight Ted, no problem no problem at all. But I am fighting next week against the English champion, unbeaten lad. He's tricky awkward so I'll look past him and then I'll fight February, March, maybe Ted and then hopefully Scott and May.
2: Yeah, that, that I mean, that announcement came out of the blue really, Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's a good fight as well you got yeah, next week. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's
8: tricky, he's a big awkward fucker, he's 6'1", um, big awkward fucker, so um, well, I've, got be, I've got to be switched on, but I've, I've prepared great, I've sparred better than ever, so be the best me on the night.
2: it well, so you've been busy focusing on that, but yeah. you did tell me just now that Scott doesn't, you're saying he doesn't want that nah, fight? Nah,
8: he not doesn't, he, he doesn't, he keeps making like Brian Rose, do you know what I mean? I'm not being disrespectful to Brian Rose, i have just beaten him. If you want to see him fight Brian Rose, people want to see him fight me if he was moving on to european i'd say fair enough but people want to see the fight with me and him it's like one of the most in the man fights that is like tonight i've had about 10 kids to me oh lad when you gonna smash that for terror. So many people to say to me every day so everyone wants to see it i bet you do yourself so well, that's just that's have
2: it if uh obviously you've got to come through next saturday and yeah, if yeah, scott no. beats brian rose which we'd expect yeah, yeah. um so I don't see why it can't happen next year, don't really. Yeah,
8: yeah, yeah, well, it depends on when he, when he fights. If he fights before the end of the year, which I, I doubt he will, but if he fights February, hopefully he'll be fighting May, maybe. But like I said, I can't look past next week, Maybe I've made that mistake once and mm. won't be doing it again.
2: How much did you overlook Scott in that, in that fight?
8: Yeah, I you not know, I'm a fool, mate. I'm a first to admit. The day the, the fight, I wasn't even like, like I was fighting. I was walking around town with the lads, booking tables, saw the lads, ordering champagne. was doing stupid stuff that. I'd look back at myself and like, what are you doing, are you feel to me? I was like, I was very immature, but just the way the whole build-up was. I thought he was having a bit of a mental breakdown. I thought, because he made, he made the weight on second attempt, I thought he was dead the weight. I just thought it wouldn't be an easy fight. Like I just didn't look at it as a threat at all, which is more for me.
2: It's slightly random one, but I saw that video on Twitter last night. <laughs> that, was, so this guy, how many pictures did he ask you for? There
8: was a few, like, it was funny, like, obviously it was all a threat. He sent me the video, it was all like, it was all banter and that, but um. You mate, Luke's brilliant. Luke was mate, brilliant. Mate, we meet him at Cormac's mate today. Um, We're going to be comedy gold, you know. I said last night nice. when you're saying pro, you've got to get on Twitter, start getting your personalities out there because obviously, you know, yourself, how important mm. social media is. They're still, like, the, like the funniest kids you'll ever meet. Papa like the Joe. These are loves of mates. Papa like Papa North East mates. He's that like your security? Mate, he's like the funny, you know, <laughs> <laughs> honest to God. It's, uh, it's, still, it's still a lot worse than that, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't share
2: it. <laughs> okay, I've been asking. Uh a load of boxes about last weekend, obviously yeah. you're passionate about your boxing, you're opinionated as well. Yeah, and yeah. What did you make of the comments beforehand, uh, before KSI, Logan Paul, I'm talking yeah, about, yeah. that uh, KSI could beat a few cruiserweights now and Logan Paul could become heavyweight champion for you.
8: living on the dream world or the YouTube world, whatever it is. It's a bit disrespectful, them comments to make, because, I think they should have even boxed damage, I don't know. No, they had one
2: white collar fight between the pair I
8: mean, mean, previous, that was at the very first fight, they had that white collar, yeah. yeah. So that was their second fight. Come on, let's get real, mate. I'm a, like, middleman, I'm glad they had to match both of them. Do you know what I mean? I would, I know for a fact I would, mate. I don't care for how big they are. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Big (laughs) U sets. I mean, do you think it was good for the sport, bad for the sport? Um, I will not think it would do no harm. might bring in a new, like... Um, audience obviously the old youtubers i i don't look at youtube i think it's i think it's fucking shite out apart from my film yeah well i watch you mate the other man <laughs> but um yeah i actually googled that uh, logan paul to see who he was because i didn't know who he was and um i watched one video of his on youtube and he was walking around with some fucking dog and he put a rolex on a dog and i was just watching what the fuck's this and he was just posing at the dog with a rolex on and i was like. What the fuck is this? So I just thought I just turned it off and thought, not watching this shit me. <laughs> um
2: I'm sure Eddie loved it though, but I bought no, a lot of numbers. Yeah,
8: Eddie loves money. money's money, mate. I know, if I just looked at him forth. It is what it is, I can make a few quid and who wouldn't? Anyone would? Whoever slides are off, they had the opportunity to make, up, to make a few million quid or whatever he made, you do it, won't you? Business is business, so it is what it is.
2: I don't. F- I don't think many books had a problem with the fact, you know, they're getting a massive purse. They've yeah. made that following, but yeah. it's the, the comments they made in the fight week.
8: No, no. what he said, I think one of them said something about it. Uh, no, nope, KSI. actually quotes you today saying good one next Joe, because he put something like um, I believe I can beat real pros, and I thought lad, you get yourself in, hey, mate. You're from fighting another YouTube kid with no experience. Mm. Put him in fucking music or someone who's a proper cruiserweight and you. You know about it.
1: Mm.
2: Okay, yeah, but it's a, it's, a, it's a thing that's divided opinion. Uh, yeah. Listen, I don't know if Eddie will carry on with putting YouTube cards on. Makes money, Eddie
8: Eddie will meet, <laughs> I don't blame him. Did you did, get the, I did the Same. I'll do the same, I, I'll do the I'll back the box and start promoting with them <laughs> Put YouTubers on. <laughs> all right,
2: Anthony, listen, enjoy the rest of the night in your own town. You're going to get mobbed when I open the and, door, um, so uh, yeah. Uh, it's
8: all love, mate, it's all good. Sure. Nice one cool. man. Good man, thank back you, you man. Thank Cheers. you, me. nice one.
1: Let's talk about some of your other fighters as well. We've got the opportunity. Um, Ted Cheeseman was obviously recently in a very close fight against Scott Fitzgerald. Ted and yourself and the whole camp thought that he'd done enough to win the fight. How disappointed were you that the decision went the other way?
9: Yeah, I, I was disappointed for Ted. You know, um, Scott Fitzgerald's a, a very, very good fighter. You know, he can he's, he's heavy-handed. He can punch. He's smart as well. And, uh, you know, he's a very, very good fighter. But I just thought Ted done enough to beat him. You know, I thought as the fight finished I had I had Ted a good couple of rounds up, if not three rounds up in the fight. I thought we'd done a lot of good work early on and he weren't really taking anything. You know, and if you look at the uh, if you look at the scorecards coming into the tenth round, like I'll give Scott Fitzgerald the last three rounds. But coming in on the scorecards, coming into the tenth round, obviously the judges had it all level which really, uh, that's what amazes me, because obviously he lost the last three rounds, clear we can see that. Uh, but coming level into the 10th round, just amazed me really, I just just didn't see that. I thought Ted was well in front up until the 10th round, you know. and um, yeah, just like, when you see things like that happen, you know, you see a young boy like that get discouraged, you know, and uh, afterwards he was, he was so down in the dumps, he was telling me he didn't want to fight no more. But you know he's come around to it now, and you know going, going even back from the fight before that against Kieran Conway, another really talented fighter. I had Ted winning that fight by at least three rounds, at least three rounds. I didn't win in that fight. You know, uh, uh, he fought obviously differently in that fight. He had to go in close on Conway because Conway was six foot one and a smart boxer. He had to go in close. You know, and he'd done his work, and I thought he would come away to a victory. But again. You know, one judge had him losing the fight by three rounds. So I don't, you know, it amazes me really. You know, I know, I suppose when you're in the corner, you're a little bit biased. But after 25 years of cornering fighters, I sort of know at the end of the fight whether they've won or lost the fight. And, um, you know, them two fights there, I believe that he won them both. You know, but listen, next year he needs to rebuild himself. He's still really young. He only turned 24 a couple of months ago so he's still a young kid and um, he needs to uh, maybe get a couple of eight rounders under his belt, a ten rounder and then maybe by the end of next year look, at, look to get the British title fight and again and, and you know he'll be a lot more experienced. He's had a lot of hard fights already early in his career and uh, with a lot of good operators he's been in with and uh, I think he'll learn from that you know and, and then next year he'll be more ready uh, to push
1: on and win the British title and maybe go on from that, after that. Ricky Burns obviously came out on the wrong end of another close fight against Lee Selby just yeah. recently. How much of that was down to inactivity, do you think? Burns seemed to come into the fight later on. Mm.
9: Yeah, you know, he's been inactive for over a year. And uh, But let's face it, Ricky's 37 now, do you know what I mean? He's, uh, no, he's 36. He's coming up with 37. But, extra, yeah. yeah, but... Um, you know, Ricky fought as good as he, he could fight, you know. Maybe if it was three or four years ago, Ricky would have beat Lee Selby, but that was that was a close decision. Maybe it could have been a draw, maybe it could have gone either way, but that was close, and, you know, uh, we just have to see where Ricky goes after there, really, you know, because he's obviously lost to Selby and he's lost to Crawler, so I don't want him to be hanging around fighting people coming up up and comers really do you know what i mean because uh he's, he's been a great ambassador for boxing and he, you know it's up to ricky what he does next obviously but um once he's been on the idea and that and he have to sit down and speak and see what he wants to do
1: have you spoken to him already privately about what you'd like him to do or are you wait until he has a break first
9: no i haven't spoken to him no, i spoke i always speak to the fighters a day after the fight just to see if they're okay, really. But um, since then, I, ain't spo- I spoke to him the day after, I ain't spoke to him since then, so. But it's obviously his decision what he wants to do, but I don't want him to be a fighter that's just getting, f- that fighters are gonna use as an upcoming coming fight for him, you know, and uh, I don't know whether Matchroom will really have anything else for Ricky, you know, after them couple of losses, whether it you know, he obviously ain't gonna go into world title
1: fights. So, um, we just have to see really what's, what's going to go on. Someone at the other end of their career, obviously Joe Caldina, he's going to be fighting his next fight a weight down from where he's been reigning as British champion at Lightweight. He's going to be fighting at Super Feather. What, what was the thinking behind that? What made you think he could make that weight? Because um, the way
9: Joe makes weight, I, I knew that he needed to take in a dietitian to help him make the weight. I, I, I said to him all along, you're not the one thing you're not preparing right for is to make weight and he was making lightweight too easy I thought anyway got him a a dietitian in um, done his diet with him for the last fight on the Monday when he weighed in on the week of the fight normally he's about three pound over the lightweight limit so he'd normally come in at nine stone twelve and then that three pound will come off that week really in water but he weighed in on a Monday and he was nine stone eight. So I said to him, you're only four pound over the super featherweight limit and you're not even, you know, dried out of any liquids yet. So he had to eat that wheat to get up on his weight and then draw the last bit of fluid out. So that's ridiculous to do that, you know, and then the size difference when he got in with Gavin Gwynn, you know, and there's some big lightweights out there. And I said to him, you know, you're not, you're not a true lightweight, Joe. If you do your diet properly like everyone else does in the gym and you do it over a course of ten weeks not over the course of two weeks, you know, then you can prepare properly, do your diet properly. You'll be a big super featherweight and not a small lightweight. So this is a decision that we've, we, we've done this for this fight. Um, and then Eddie officer offered us obviously the Mexican Tonoco had a good win against uh, Jordan Gill. So it's a good fight for Joe to come in at and,
1: um, you know, we'll just see how it goes. Has it been since he's had that fight announced and he knows he's got to make weight for Super Feather? Has it been coming off the way you thought it would?
9: Yeah, he. he I think he'll make Super Feather easy. I, that's my personal opinion. I've got Martin Jay Ward in here as a Super Feather, and he's broader and bigger than Joe. You know, obviously he has to work hard to make that weight. You know, but, but you want to be big on the weight at the end of the day, and um, you know I want Joe to be big on the weight, which he will do, and. Uh, you know, that, that, that's the main reason. But, um, yeah, the weight's coming off good. You know, I think he'll do it quite comfortable.
1: Tony, we saw Felix Cash make a successful first defence of the Commonwealth middleweight title just last week. Epic battle, albeit a tad one-sided against Jack Cullen. Was your, was your heart in your mouth at times watching that? It wasn't, actually. I was quite surprised when I got
9: out of the ring and then people were saying to me it was an unbelievable fight, fight of the year contender because... Um, when I was in the corner with him he he, he come back to the fifth round ra- after the fifth round, and I said to him, "How are you doing in there?" and he said like he, the first words he said to me is this guy can 't hurt me so straight away, <laughs> I know how spiteful Felix can be because he's like that inspiring as well he's like a spiteful operator and uh, once he said that to me that he weren't hurting him, I knew that it was just going to be a matter of time before he got to him and I, I was pleased with Felix because he, he's been injured this year he's had a bit of a bad year and um you know, he has to watch his stablemates getting big fights on big cards, TV fights, you know, and he has to sit back and watch and he, he's a good fighter, Felix Gass, a good young fighter, a young middleweight in a great division and, um, you know, he can really fight, he really can fight, he gets himself in great condition and um, he does everything correctly, does his weight correctly, everything he does right, you know, and he, I, I think he's got a good future in, in the sport and he's exciting. You know, he's an exciting fighter, and he, when I got home and watched the fight back, obviously the commentators was, um saying ex- how exciting the fight was, but I think it was more down to Jack Cullen hanging in there. Yeah. You know, he he was so game, really was game, and I, I, I really did think uh, Felix would do a number on him early doors because he can really hit, but he was so game and fair play to him. He made it. The fight it was, but as you say, it was a one sided fight at the end of the day.
1: What about Martin J. Wald? Is there anything in the pipeline for him, either later this year or early next year? Yeah, Eddie, um, Eddie's told me he's on in
9: Miami on the Tevin Farmer undercard on January the 30th. So he's just ticking over at the moment. I think Eddie's going to try and find him like a world level fight. Uh, I know the purse bids have gone out for the European title fight this week. Uh, Samir Zani so uh, well, I don't know whether <coughs> Eddie wants to go back with Martin to European level because he's sort of done that he's won the British title outright Commonwealth, he's won European um, so I think he uh, he wants to get him into a world level fight see how he goes, if he comes through that then maybe he might get the Tevin Farmer fight but we'll just see what happens but he's on a big card in, in America at the end of January anyway
1: brilliant tony we thank you for your time lost your
0: voice a
1: little bit yeah
2: Muhammad, I feel so the MTK Global we in Liverpool, home of Liam Smith, not the Olympia but the city. Uh just seen the other two brothers. Uh we're gonna get this Anfield card it depends on all on Callum really, but
10: Yeah, obviously it, it's a massive possibility. I think it's a, it looks a goer, but obviously we need Callum to come through next weekend. Mm. You know, come, come through in style so you know, or it'll we'll all wait until once Callum's past this and then we we'll, we'll, we'll discuss it properly I think.
2: How's Callum feeling? Because John Ryder's had a really good purple patch, uh, some great performances, and I think perhaps the, the wider Broxton audience, general public, are overlooking John Ryder in this fight. Uh, how's Callum feeling about it?
10: Very good, trained very well. I think if you've seen the shape of him the other day, um, all his checkways and that, he's in unbelievable shape. He's Unfortunately for John Ryder, Callum hasn't overlooked John, and that's um, going to be a little bit on. I'm sure if you're John Ryder and John Ryder's team then, you're gonna be walking, counting, looking. You know, unfortunately for Johnny, he hasn't he's, he's he's done everything in camp. He's done everything asked of him, and he's in very good shape. He's in a good place, and he knows this whole Anfield thing rides on on him winning. But never mind, just the Anfield thing. The Anfield thing's a bonus for for you know life in general, and after after boxing, our boxer Anfield. But let's not forget, he's ring magazine champion. He's got a world title to keep hold of, and um, you know that that that'll be the forefront. That'll be at the front of his man, you know, he need to become, he need to stay world champion, no, you need to win to fight in Anfield.
2: Yeah, of course, I mean, yeah, you mentioned the Ring magazine and his world title on the line, that's probably the most important thing, yeah, but just definitely. on that Anfield thing, who would you like to see in box?
10: You know, any, uh, anyone, anyone, um, I think you're talking about the purple patch between Rada, Calum Smith in a purple patch, you know, George Rose, Hassan Dan, um getting better and better every challenge he comes up against, if you look back at, uh, Every step up he's had from the English title in here, Patrick Mendy, great performance, um, Rocky Field, Mohammadi, all British, European, and then his world title, George Groves, and then his first title defence. Um, every time he's stepped up, he, he's produced a, a very, very good performance, and again, he, he'll, he'll look to do a, a very good performance with a second defence of his title because he knows them big fights lie on the back of this. So. You know, to answer your question, I would love Glocken. Billy Joe, um, Benavidez, Daniel Jacobs, Chavez winner. Um, just any of them names that people sit up and take note of.
2: Didn't mention Canelo. I think it's going to be hard to get Canelo out yeah, of Vegas. Already, only because
10: it? I'm being realistic. You know, I've have said if anyone beats Canelo Alvarez, I feel it's Colin Schmidt. But I know I'm, I, I know boxing, and no, there's no chance of Canelo coming to Anfield. So um, Colin's got the Anfield date then. To kind of fight out the question.
0: Mm.
2: Uh, there was rumours about you potentially fighting Jesse Vargas uh, in Saudi Arabia. Can you just tell us what happened with that? Yeah, just, not happening.
10: Uh, no, it was just to do it. Vargas and Vargas aside, um, They didn't accept the, the December date. I'm sure. I've heard whispers, and I know um, maybe Eddie and, and you know MTK are going to work on that for March. Um, maybe try and get that at March, over here or over there. But you know, I'm going to fight December regardless, and then. I'll look for the big fight in 2020.
2: Well, you and Vargas might be chief support on that Anfield card if it happens.
10: Well, yeah, the, the, I think my, it might top its own card in March. Um, I think that Eddie's got plans that not to wait. Obviously, it will be very, very, a very good chief supporter to, to the main event at Anfield, but um, that you know, definitely
2: I, sell out the echo. Like.
10: Yeah, it'll, it'll sell well anywhere, and you know I, I sat with Eddie at the Farland Brian Rose show. And, he said to me, I, lo- "I love that fight. You know, you, you Vargas on a Saturday night. You know, no pay per view. It, 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 it's a top bill. You know, mm-hmm. it's um, so I know Eddie's keen on that fight, and hopefully, hopefully, it can be me because I'm very keen on it. I love that fight.
2: Sorry, right, I just think I said the Echo. It's not the Echo anymore, is it? It's the mS Yeah, M&S, Yeah, yeah. Everyone right. still calls
10: it the Echo. <laughs> yeah.
2: Again, uh, Jesse Vargas is one uh, sort of opponent that you've been rumored. Kel Brook. He's searching for a fight. I think he's going to have a tick over at the end of the year. But him and you, at, uh, a fifty-four is a massive fight, isn't it?
10: Yeah, but it depends how, how how much you look into. Is he searching for the fight? You know, he's, if he's searching. He doesn't really have to look far. I'm sure there's people who would love, love the fight with Bruch. You know, one in, me, 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 I'm one of them included. I'd love that fight. It's a big fight for me, and I'm sure it'd be a big fight for I'm Sure, you announce Smithy Bruch, You know, not many people will be disappointed by it. But obviously, I understand his point of view. Looking for Khan and looking for Crawford, but. You know, you have to be realistic because he warrant not them fights anymore. Um, you know, he can't sit... He's got, he's got to fight. And, you know, I'm not being disrespectful towards him, but he's got to fight to and to, to them. he can't really sit out the ring and keep just demanding demanding a big name. I, I, I think he's probably... hopes and hopes are set on the car fight now.
2: Mm, do you think that's what he's just waiting for, Amir Khan?
10: Yeah, I do. Yeah, I think he's waiting on the car fight. Because... You know, there's there's tough, decent fights out there for him. Easy to be made, and he's not really, he's not really jumping at the chance to to get back in the ring. I know they've said he's back in the ring December, but is he? We're in November now, November the 15th now, and there's still no talks. He's not on the Saudi card, is he? So, um, no, I'm, you have to see what he's doing with, with, with the rest of his career, daily.
2: Okay. Just back to Callum Smith actually. Uh, Yieldrim is still mandatory mm-hmm. uh, for that WBC belt, and obviously. He failed a test. Uh what do you make of that situation?
10: I don't know, mate, it's just a um, it's a joke the WBC with, with the situation. It's a joke how they've seen Callum in my opinion. Um I think Eddie and Callum worked out they've had fourteen I could be wrong but fourteen WBC title fights and still never fought for the world title. You know, all being said I mean WBC International, WBC Silver, WBC Diamonds mm. and you know he's paid fourteen WBC sanction fees obviously they go up in paces and they go up with the diamond title and he still never fought for the world title and he's still never been put in a mandatory, mandatory position. I think, um, you know, the way they're treating this drug thing now is, is a joke really and the new drug testing seems to be you can have a certain trace of draw in your system and it won't fail a test, so...
2: The threshold's been increased? Yeah, yeah.
10: and they brought something else in to say if it's just like the same trace as what They're getting caught with, and whether you can put it down to contaminate to the meat, then that won't come up as a failed test. So, um, you know, I think it, I, I, it's a
2: joke, yeah. Okay, just lastly, I do want to ask uh, about a tweet you put out during the KSI Logan yeah. Paul fight week. Um, I'm
10: glad I don't get this on camera because <laughs> with 140 characters on a tweet, it's hard to get across.
2: Go on, explain yourself.
10: It was just some of the statements, the statements, um, you know, Shannon Briggs. Logan Paul can win a world title in three years or fight for a heavyweight world title in three years. KSI saying it will be proper cruiserweights, you know, prospects cruiserweights now. No, you won't. And no, you won't fight for the world title in three years. And um, that was my point of thinking, you don't really have to sell the fight. You're just sold anyway. You're just two massive stars At whatever you do. I don't understand what they do. I don't understand what a YouTuber is, but I, I, I do understand that they're both massive names, you know, they've both got millions of followers. They're both sold out Manchester in a white collar fight, they both sold the, the Staples, Staples Centre in LA out in a pro fight. I understand what, what, what. I, I couldn't care if they got 30 million each for that fight, it's not like oh, I'm they're getting 30 million and we're getting nothing, but because they probably pay for themselves, it's their own fans, you know what I mean? Whatever money they generate, they're generating themselves because you know, no British, no, no proper boxing fan is going to pay good money for it. So it's all their own fans that are paying their own money to see them. So it was not that. M- m- my point was just, you know, have your fight, and then try and do what you're gonna say you're doing. If not, then just go back to doing what you're doing. You know what I mean? Is in a way, I do think it did disrespect us a little bit because you know you have had fighters fighting for the, the the whole lives, and all of a sudden these can get in the ring, fresh themselves professional boxers, and just just to fight each other. You know what I, mean? I thought that disrespected boxing a little bit, I, I want to play at Anfield, I'd love to play with Steven Gerrard, I can't say up and say to Steven Gerrard, I've got 100,000 followers on Instagram mate, can I play footy with you, you know what I mean, so, I, I, that, you know, that, that just is the nature of the beast the sport we're in, you can turn up, if you can sell a few tickets then you can turn pro, you know what I mean, and that, unfortunately, Whatever you've won, amateur, whatever you can do as a pro, doesn't really come into it.
2: Don't think anyone could argue with that. So it's not the uh, the fact they generated. No, it's, uh, it's not just the, the fact comments. That
10: gen- it was just the comments. What were getting to me, like, and that's where I put like, you know, just have your fight and fuck off, or like, you know, stop like doing things. You, you they, they were going round, like he was professional boxers and been boxing for years. You know what I mean? And it was not. It was not the fact they were having a fight. You know, goes on the two years. You're having a fight. You're, you're showing balls as in. If one of you's got not clean out me, you you were getting slated. And my biggest fear, I get nervous because I don't want to be on the end of a knockout that's shown all over Instagram, shown mm. all over Twitter, and shown all over YouTube. And that that that's my biggest fear in boxing. And it's not it's not to lose. I'm, I, I'm a man, and you know they both took they were one of them. That Logan Paul he took the to feet quite well, but um, you know they showed a lot of bottle getting in. But it was just the comments that was was was, was getting to me. It was not the fact that they were on a box office show where people are saying I'm bitter because they're on pay-per-view. It's irrelevant to me, it cost me nothing, it was nothing out of my pocket and I didn't lose nothing from that. Whatever money they earned they generate themselves because the big, the big stars at whatever it is, they do.
2: I think that's, uh, no. One, as I said, no one can argue with that, yeah. so it's uh, good you cleared that up. Yeah. Alright, cheers for your time uh, in uh, Liverpool, Liam, and we look forward to some news on you, alright? Yeah, next one, man. thanks.